Welcome everyone to episode 275 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Merrick. Well, uh, no Corey today. Corey's working the night shift this week. Uh, he'll be back next week when we talk about Civ. Uh, Civ 6, me and him both put a considerable amount of time. I'm actually going to talk a little bit about Civ later too, uh, to tease. Um, get that right out there. <clears throat> but our topic for today is going to be uh, Battlefield 1. I know Will and Eric put some put some time into it, so that's going to be our main topic for the day. Do you guys have anything you want to tease for later? No, not me, Dan. That's uh, I think that's pretty much all I played. Okay. What about you, Will? Uh, I played the uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon demo, mm-hmm. so I'll talk about there it. Was one of those. Yeah, it came out, I want to say the 18th. Um, Very nice. So early, early last week. So I played that, and I wanted to discuss a little bit more with Pokemon. Um, I'm having some doubts that I might not like this as much as the past two. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, but it has nothing. I'll just talk about it uh, when, when when the time, the time comes. comes. Okay. And it's nothing against Pokemon as a whole. Right. Okay. Um, and yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm going to talk brief first impressions of, of Civ 6. We're going to do the episode on it next week. So, uh, we'll, we'll be talking about that, but first I got some first impressions about it too. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all have some, some, well, we'll get there. Uh, so yeah, battlefield one, uh, let's hear it guys. What, what do you got for us? Ooh, Will you want to start? Yeah, I can lead off. Um, Do you want me to just lead off or just right into it, like, exactly how I feel about it? Yeah. I think this is my favorite Battlefield that I've played since Bad Company 2, to be honest. Yeah, um, I'd probably agree with that. Because I've always loved Battlefield, but I never played it a whole lot. So, like, with 3, I played a good amount, but I didn't play as much as Bad Company 2, and with 4, I hardly played 4 that much because of all the issues with it. But Battlefield 1, to me, is a blast. I have so much fun with it, and I definitely think the time period has a big role in, like into the game. Um, because I have so much fun like just rolling with my friends and this terrible small tank, or these really bad uh airplanes and just firing down on people trying to get kills and stuff like that like that's what i liked about battlefield uh, was the aspect of the vehicles but the time period like just makes it so much more fun and i think uh, world war one was a very underutilized time period for a game um i should say i don't know how deep it is compared to the last battlefields with gun uh the amount of guns for each class there are uh i know one of my friends said that they're like it's not there's like maybe four guns for each um each class like total so like that's not as deep as past games uh, i don't know well, the, if part of that is because it's world war one yeah i was gonna say the time period doesn't lend itself to having a a huge weapon variety i mean there was weapon variety back then but <clears throat> mm-hmm. not like we have now you know which i'm fine with like yeah. i liked the semi-auto rifles so i i roll the medic because I'm not great at Battlefield because I haven't played it in a while. So I sort of, like, fell behind the skill of a shooter. So a good way for me to get points and level up is to play Medic and heal people and revive people. So that's pretty much how I've been playing. Uh, And like I said, I love the semi-auto rifles, and that's in that class. So that's sort of how I play the game. Uh, And I've only only played, like, two hours of it, so I'm only, like, level three or four. But 
what I have played, I have loved every second of it, and I want to play more really bad. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, I would I would completely agree with Will. Uh, I've had a blast with it. Actually, the medic class is the one that I play too, uh, kind of for the same reasons. I'm really bad <laughs> online. Um, but one of the things I've always loved about Battlefield is that you don't have to be good at shooters necessarily to still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um because like said, like Will said, with the medic class, the thing that's great is you can still get points and contribute to your team by um, putting out the healing kits and reviving players, which I think is a blast. Like, yeah. Um, what was the map I was playing on? Hang on one second. I have Saint it here. St. Quentin Scar? No, it was, it was in a forest. Did you play on the forest map? I thought there was only, like, three maps in this game. It turns out there's, like, a ton more. I just haven't seen all of them. Yeah, there's more. I have it right here. Hang on one second. Okay, it's Argonne Forest. Oh. Mm-hmm. So I was playing on that, and there, there was, like, a lot of um, small corridors where, you know, big gunfights would break out. And it was just fun kind of sitting back as a medic and throwing health kits out and kind of picking your spots to go in and revive people while trying to dodge bullets and stuff like that. And... It just uh, it reminded me back to Battlefield 4 and in the time that I had with that, um, kind of doing the same thing. I've always really enjoyed playing the medic um, because you don't have to be good to feel like you're contributing to the team. Exactly. Um, but yeah, as far as uh, multiplayer goes, I played on that map. I tried... I've played a little bit longer than Will has. Um, I've played on the Sinai Desert and I think Monte Grappa. Which is that is the like one in a, Italy? It's like a right? village, kind of. I think. Yeah, no. You know what I'm talking about? Very big. The village. Yeah, with a, with a village. Uh, and there's yeah. that like that, that big church, that same yep. church. Yep. Yep. So those are the three maps that I've played on. Um, I think the desert is probably my least favorite one. That's the one that was in the beta. Same with me, I agree. Too open. Yeah, I really, really liked the forest a lot. I thought that was great. Um, it had a good mix of... Uh, people sniping because I, I felt like in the desert there was just way too much sniping going on with the scout class uh-huh. yep. which um, I do enjoy to a point but I felt like the the forest had a good blend of both you know what I mean like people that were just kind of running and gunning people that were laying back and sniping um, and I just I think that uh, I enjoyed the way that people played it a little bit more than I do how people play the desert is is a tad bit frustrating um I think I played another one, but maybe it was Monte Grappa um, that I, I really, really enjoyed too. Um, had a couple of really cool firefights. Um, I hope it was that map because whatever map it was, I had some really cool firefights up along kind of like a, a water line up on a hill. And there was like a lot of stone walls and crumbled buildings going on and uh, really long... Um, entrance to to an area in conquest where there was a base to capture and it was like a long stone bridge and and just trying to defend it while the 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 uh opposing army was trying to rush the bridge and come up and capture the base is just it was so fun that might be the uh the french city map Hmm. i don't know that rings a bell to me uh, that i played that yeah, I'm not sure which one it was, but uh, that one was great, too. I've really enjoyed the maps, aside from the desert one, which which still isn't bad. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so, the two classes I've really played was uh, Medic and Scout. 
Uh, Scout, I mostly did um, on PC with Corey in the beta. Uh, and I, I did enjoy that. Um, that's another one where you don't necessarily have to be great at shooters to do okay with that. You just have to hope somebody's sitting still like an idiot. Um, otherwise, it's actually... Me. Yeah, me too. It's actually pretty tough to, to pick people off where they're moving in this game because of the uh, the bullet drop and all that kind of stuff. Um, but as far as the medic gun goes, I really prefer the, the semi-auto rifle to the assault rifle because uh, I just have no control with the assault class whatsoever. Terrible with the assault rifle and I just get killed. Yeah. Whereas with the medic, with the semi-auto rifle, I just feel like I have a little more control over it. It's not just flying everywhere. Yeah. Um, Whenever I played World War II shooters, I always liked the M1 Grand. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Absolutely. That was always my favorite gun because I'm the same yeah. way. I prefer to yeah, pop so... off a shot and then pop off a shot and then pop off a shot. Yep. And I don't I don't think the classes are any different. Maybe they are, but I, I don't think so. It's assault, support, medic, scout, and then uh, you can also choose to, to use the uh, vehicles like Will had talked about, which I, I haven't enjoyed the tanks as much in this one as I did in the past ones because they're kind of shitty. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, but, uh, that's, you know. <laughs> Understood. It, it was uh, um, it was the world's first crack at tanks in, in exactly. war. Exactly, and I've never been good at flying the plane, so I just don't even bother with that. Mm-hmm. Same um, with me. Yeah. So a couple other things I wanted to talk about as far as multiplayer goes before we talk about the campaign um, is some of the uh, modes in the game. I mean, it obviously has conquest and domination, and uh, team deathmatch and rush, but I think operations is new. To the Battlefield series, I might be wrong about that, but I think it's new. I think it's um, new as well. Yeah, and operations. Correct me if I'm wrong, Will, but is 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 that actual battles that took place in World War One? I? I think so because they go by a different name than the map that they take place on. Oh, here we go. Here's a good explanation. This is right from the uh, Battlefield.com website. Operations offer epic journeys across several maps based upon real battles of World War One. So yes, it is. Um, yeah, I just uh, I, it's it's such an awesome experience. That's actually the first multiplayer mode that I tried in Battlefield One, and it's like such an epic war, and you just get this feeling of it's like an uneasy feeling when you're in it. Yep, it's so weird. Like I, it's been a while since a, a shooter, especially. It's been a while since a shooter uh, has given me like an uneasy feeling about war, I guess. Uh-huh. And yeah. this one definitely did. It kind of, it does it certainly doesn't put you in the shoes of somebody that's in, it been through war, but it's as close as I'm willing to get. Right. You know? <laughs> um, and it's, 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 it's crazy, man. It gives you a little bit of anxiety, uh, but the battlefield games to me have always done such a good job for the most part um, of, of kind of putting you in the, in those shoes as best as you, as you can. Um, mm-hmm. But operations mode is awesome, and I really think it's cool that you can kind of reenact in a way those those World War One battles. Did you get, did you play operations, Will? Yeah, I played about an hour uh, with Johnny. Yeah, which it was a lot of fun because how they break it up is you get I think you get three tries to complete the objective. Yep. Uh, and you have a certain amount of tickets that last you the entire round, and like if you because I think is it rush or capture the flag? It's capture the flag. Um, so you capture like certain objectives and then the map expands sort of like rush works. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a hybrid. And what it is, you get three cracks at it, uh, as, as the attacking team and the other person's team's defending. And like, if you lose, you get your, um, 
what's the big blimp thing called? I can't remember what it's Airship, called. Airship, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a, a Zeppelin. It's a Zeppelin. Oh, Zeppelin, yeah. Yeah, once you, if you fail once or twice, you get this big Zeppelin in. Uh, Which is fucking awesome, by the way. Yeah, like, watching that thing explode in the sky and, like, <laughs> fall to the ground is incredible. So, like, they, they try to, like, they sort of balance it in a way. So, like, if you're just getting rolled by the other team, they give you this big Zeppelin and you can do a ton of damage to the, the ground units, which is pretty cool. On top of the already spawning planes and tanks and all that fun stuff. And you get three cracks at defending or attacking. Attacking. Uh, once you do those three attempts, you move on to the next uh, scenario. So. And I, I didn't realize this. Uh, another thing it says on the battlefield description is... Um... Your team can win on one map, and when you proceed to the next one, you can actually see the map you just fought on over the on the horizon. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So Operations is a fucking awesome game mode that they added. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there were any other game modes I really wanted to talk about. That actually might be all of them. Oh, War Pigeons. I didn't play War Pigeons, did you? I didn't either. Okay. In the War Pigeons game mode, the opposing sides compete to use messenger pigeons to call in artillery barrages on the enemy. When the game starts, a pigeon coop with a messenger pigeon is placed somewhere on the map. You have to locate the pigeon before the enemy and carry it to a safe location out in the open. There, you prepare a message and send it off, calling for artillery support. Once a message is successfully sent, an artillery barrage will strike the enemy. That actually sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. <laughs> So that's one uh, we're going to have to try and report back on. Um, but yeah, overall, uh, I've absolutely loved the Battlefield 1 multiplayer from the time mm-hmm. that I've spent in it. Same with me. Yes. Um, so let's talk about single player. I haven't tried it yet. Uh, oh, you haven't played any of it? No, what happened was I went to my... He uh, helps me with one of my classes, so we were playing a little NHL before we... Because I was at his house before he helped me with the class, and I yeah. left my controller there, and he didn't get it back to me until just, like, 20 minutes ago before we uh, started. So I didn't get okay. a chance to play any of it. So it's it's pretty cool how they did it. It's not just one big, long campaign, which I like. It's actually perfect for me and kind of my gaming situation right now. Um, it's broken up into five different kind of mini-series or mini-stories. Um, and each one has different characters than it, as far as I know. I've only completed two of them, so I could be wrong about that. But to my knowledge, each one has different characters. So you're kind of playing through a different story um, and getting to know a smaller group of characters, I guess, in a, like a more intimate, uh, shorter time frame, which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. Because in those long campaigns and stuff like that, when when I start to get, like, you know, upwards of 10 characters involved, I just kind of lose interest and forget who people are. Yeah. But when it's focused more on one or two guys and their interactions together, I feel like I just get more invested in what's going on. Um, and I've definitely found that to be true in the, the two missions that I did. Um, so I played through um, through Mud and Blood. Uh, which I'm just going to read the brief description from the website again. Uh, In the autumn of 1918, British forces prepare for a mass assault on the town of Cambrai, France. With tank support, Allied command believes a breakthrough is a certainty, but the Mark V tank has one major flaw, that it is not reliable. So you you join a dysfunctional tank crew who battle their way behind enemy lines as they learn to work together. So I played through this one, and it's um, basically you're kind of using and or guiding uh, this unreliable tank 
through the setting. And you have to, like, it's kind of a mix of fighting in the tank. There's actually a, a fair amount of stealth in it, which was surprising to me. I've never experienced that, really, in, in Battlefield games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, obviously, you don't have to play it stealthily, but uh, it was certainly helpful the times that I was able to pull it off. And it was actually kind of fun to do um, in that setting. Because you just you sneak up behind guys and kill them with a hatchet, which nice. is awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it was it was a good mix of you know fighting in a tank, protecting the tank, repairing the tank, getting big ass guns to blow up uh, enemy tanks, and at the end uh, where it all kind of comes to a head. Uh, but it was a really cool mix, and I thought the characters were really really fun to uh, play their stories out, and uh, it was a very satisfying set uh set of missions involved with it so that was cool and the second one i did was called the runner you don't have to do them in order you can pick whatever order you do them so the runner um the british empire intends to open a new front to the war with an unprecedented naval invasion of the ottoman homeland the ships gathered for the gallipoli landings the d-day of world war one mm-hmm. which is the reason that i played that one because mm-hmm. that sounded awesome um as an a- anzac runner You'll witness the heat of epic bombardments and a beach landing, as well as covert deliveries of urgent life or death messages across the front line. So you play the part of an Australian dude um, who's kind of a mentor to a younger Australian dude, um, and you kind of get to see their uh, relationship play out. And you are a runner, which is why it's called the runner, and you are kind of uh, delivering messages uh, between your battalions. Uh, but it opens up on the beach, like it said. Uh, it's kind of like the D-Day of World War One. Uh, I certainly didn't enjoy it as much as they did. What was it Medal of Honor that had the really amazing D-Day mission? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. That was so good. It wasn't quite uh, as spectacular as that was the first time I played that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was pretty good. And then, really, the thing I enjoyed about this mission the most was the, the story and the, the relationship between the, the older Australian guy and the younger Australian guy I thought uh, was really cool. But there was some good settings in there, too, where you're kind of going and invading castles and, and running through kind of the countryside um, after the beach part. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like they're really well put together in terms of length, too, uh, which works really well for me because they're not super long. From what I understand, the, the time to beat this game, the campaign is, is like, six to eight hours mm-hmm. which is perfect for me yeah. right now so yeah that's that's fine yeah you know so i could play through these missions in like an hour hour and a half and it's just a good concise story with cool characters and great um weaponry and fighting so i uh, really enjoyed both of them i think if i had to pick which one i like better it's probably the runner this is my favorite one so uh-huh. far but uh yeah definitely i i really do plan on beating the the single player campaign which is not something I ever do in Battlefield, so I guess that kind of says something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in, I'm interested. Like, I really want to play through these and see it's how they cool, are. It's cool, man. I really like how they broke it up into to five separate little stories. I don't know if they're gonna end up tying together, mm-hmm. or if they were just kind of going for um, seeing it from different perspectives. Because I know one of them focuses on air combat, which I'm a little bit intimidated to play. <laughs> That'll be the last I'm one that gets that, finished. Yeah, that one, and there's one that's in the desert, too, that uh, I just don't like that setting as much, I don't think. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, the exact same. Yeah, so that that those will probably be the last two that I play. Um, but, yeah, really enjoyed my time with the single player so far. 
I don't really have any complaints that mm-hmm. I can think of off the top of my head with Battlefield 1. Nice. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm the same with you. I do want to bring up one thing, though. And that's the season pass stuff for the game. What's in it? I don't know anything about it. Okay, so it's $50. For the season pass. For the season pass, which is a lot. Uh, so it's on top of the price of the game already. Yes. Okay. Um, so what they're adding into this game is the first one is they're adding the faction of France. Uh, and it'll add multiplayer games. I think overall they're adding 16 total multiplayer maps. Uh, yeah, 16 total multiplayer maps. They're adding uh, the Soviet Union or Russia as a faction. Uh, new operations and game modes. Uh, 20 new rep- weapons and vehicles. Do you get to use the so, French uniforms from when they first started the war? Yeah, were they really colorful? Yeah. Uh, I didn't look too much into that. I'm, maybe, I'm assuming so, right, That'd, if they're going for... That would be cool. Yeah. I don't remember. What, I'm going to look up what they look like because I don't remember. But Very colorful, a lot of... Lot of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like feathers and... Very decorative. It's uniform. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow, they... They strutted out into battle wearing this? Yeah. It's like something out of the 1800s. God. Yeah, that makes them very easily spottable. Yep. I wonder... I hope they kind of do go with this because, like... where, Like, if you're playing as the French faction, like, are you going to be like, oh, no, like, I'm going to be able to be picked out so easily? Yeah, I mean, that was all part of the part of the, the storyline for, for World War One when it first started, you know? Yeah. Huh, interesting. Um, I'm reading about the the premium pass right now, and I guess the later one you'll be able to play is the Russian army. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty cool. But yeah, like you said, I, I guess the thing with Battlefield is they kind of do this every time. Yeah. Um, and their their multiplayer usually has such legs that at some point I usually end up buying it when it's on sale. Yeah. But that's. That's how I'm going to be. I think on sale at some point I will buy this because. I mean, I guess I would say the base $60 game has enough content for me to be uh, satisfied with without thinking like like I did with Battlefront, without thinking that their season pass should have just been included. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like this is a good enough package that. Uh, I could see them charging extra for what they're going to add to it, especially like six, 16 maps, and they always do a nice job with their with their stuff. So, um, even though I thought Hardline kind of blew, but that's that was a different kind of battlefield, I guess. Yeah, that was its own entity at that point. It was its own clusterfuck. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's I don't know. We'll see. I'll probably get it at some point. But I've had a blast with Battlefield One. It's it's the most fun I've had with a shooter in a long time. Yeah, it's. One of my favorite shooters to have come out recently. It's mm-hmm. it's like that and Overwatch are like the two shooters that I've been having a blast with uh-huh. this year. It's great too because like with this being so good, and I'm really looking forward to the uh, Modern Warfare remake. Like this oh. is a <laughs> it's such a good uh, good time for shooters for me right now. And Titanfall Two is getting really good reviews. Um, so hey, maybe a little little shooter revival for us this fall, huh? Uh-huh. It seems like it, honestly. We've been a little down on the shooters as of the past few years, uh, rightfully so. But yeah. uh, looks like this year's a little boost. 
And one of them is a remake of an old game. <laughs> but, but the, the shooter. shooter. Oh yeah, yeah. I cannot wait for that game. Oh, when is that? I so we do we go through this every week. Yes, next we do. Friday. Oh my, god. I know. <laughs> I how, I can't play though. I'm sure I'm not going to be able to play. Just uh, oh, fuck. yeah, you're you're in a fuck. rough spot. I wish that came out tomorrow. Ugh. I gotta make time though. I have to. I need to get on Overgrown as soon as I can. I need to get on Overgrown and get my sniper rifle and camp my ass up in that building <laughs> with my claymores. Oh God! That better, that better be the first map you get when you <laughs> play online. I will ejaculate everywhere <laughs> if that's the first map that pops. I want to be when it happens. We have to stop talking about it. Yeah, now I'm just really excited. <laughs> There's so much good stuff coming out. It's it's an issue. Yeah. Time. The, the time issue is very bad right now. Yeah, it's gotten worse than usual. Yep. As I said, well, it doesn't get any better from here. You know, that realization hit me one day, and I was like, am I just going to have the same amount of time to play video games? Like the rest of my life you like, get, you've got to cut into no, your sleep time. I, I literally only play like i have a hard time doing that i really I didn't do. hear what you said Dan. I, you got to cut into your sleep time sleep i can't i i physically can't and i don't know if it's because i'm in such poor physical shape or, or what it is i can't do it. like i got home tonight at you know what 5 30 or whatever i sat on the couch and i go I don't even know if I'm going to be awake at 7.30 to do the podcast. <laughs> you know? I just... I can't do it. And no matter how much sleep I get, I always feel like I'm being like risen from the dead every morning. That's because you get oh, too much. Oh, God. Too, it's too much I, sleep. You're probably right, but I just can't stay up. I sleep seven hours. That's, that's, like, that's, that's too much for me. Perfect amount. I couldn't tell you the last I, time I slept I, seven I hours. I think I'm better on less sleep, but I'm also not really willing to try. Yeah. Although I did go to bed at midnight last week, I think, last Friday night. And I got up early Saturday, and I was all right. Yeah. I got up at 5.30 this morning because, you know, sometimes you wake up, and then if you go back to sleep for like 30 minutes, you wake up way more groggy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't want that to happen, so I just stayed up, but... Anywho, Battlefield 1 kicks ass. Yeah. What a game. What's next on the agenda, Daniel? Uh, we're going to take a quick break because my internet is, is getting all crackly right now. So we're going to take a quick break. Hopefully I can solve our internet issues and we'll be back in just a moment. Welcome back, everyone. That was episode 275 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I believe we have our internet issues resolved, so... Uh, hopefully we'll be able to just power right through the end of the episode and, and call it a pod, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh, yeah, so we are in nibble bits right now. Uh, who wants to go first? Ooh, me, Dan, me. Will. Dan. Hit it. Yes. Okay, so Borderlands The Handsome Jack Collection is free on Xbox One right now. Um, this was posted on Reddit when I woke up. That's I saw this thread, uh, and people were like, "Oh, this must be one of those mistakes that, uh, you know, every now and again you read that a game is free that's not supposed to be, so a bunch of people get it, and then 
they end up getting their license revoked, basically. But with this time, uh, it's a free gift from Microsoft as part of their multiplayer all-access event that's running over the weekend. So there's literally no reason for you to not get this game because those two Borderland games are really good on top of it being free. So Yeah. Um, Dan, you played the pre-sequel. Um, I played, we all played 2, I'm pretty sure. I don't know how the yeah. pre-sequel is compared to 2. Not as good as 2. I preferred 2. But the yeah. pre- pre-sequel has its own neat moments i like the uh the light gravity on the moon that was fun um, yeah so yeah it's, it's got its own cool it's things still a really good game though right yeah Would you say? yeah definitely yeah. um next is all of the dlc that's being offered in titanfall 2 is going to be free respawn put out a statement uh i think it was either today or yesterday saying that no season pass required, all the maps and modes will be free in titanfall 2 multiplayer this means no splitting up the community um, and the first thing they're releasing is a remastered map of uh, Angel City, which was in Titanfall, the original one. That's a good move by um, Respawn to do that. Yeah, I hope that opinion. sticks. I hope yeah, it sticks. Because, like the $60, $50, $30, $40 season passes, it's tough because that games are expensive and that's hard to buy them. Like, Yeah. I don't want to spend another 40, 50 bucks on a game that I already spent 60, even though I spent 30 on them with Eric. But um, so, yeah, I like that they're doing that. It's a very good move. Yep. Uh, Steep is getting a open beta November 18th to, through the 21st um, and November 10th through 14th for the early access period. I guess you can register for that, so if you really want to play Steep, do that. I'm interested to see how it is. I know Eric said that it, like people who have played it didn't have such great things to say about it. No, it sounds pretty bad. Which sucks, because I was really interested in this game when I saw it at E3. Um, I will, like I said, give it a shot, and from there... I know there's like a $40 version of Steep and the $60 version. Um, maybe at some point I'll get the $40 one on sale. When it's cheap, when it'll inevitably be like twenty bucks a couple weeks after launch. Um, next, the final evolutions of the Pokemon Sun and Moon starters leaked, um, along with some other stuff. Um, this later got put out in a trailer. Uh, I know you guys don't really care, but I know there's a lot of people out there who are interested in seeing the the starters. Uh, I know one of the stars, Poplio, is getting a lot of hate, which I don't What's understand. Wrong with Poplio. People say it's too feminine of a design, and I, to my response, well, my response to that is it's not the first time we've seen overly feminine Pokemon. Like, I don't know, because what they did with Poplio, it's kind of it's a seal, it's a little doofy uh, in its first evolution. But what they did, the final evolution, they made it into like it looks like a siren. Oh, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, it makes sense from a. you know, I guess a story perspective, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, because it's based in Hawaii. Um, like, there's a lot of water, a lot of surfing. It's a seal, like, and it it looks like a like a, a siren. That's basically yeah. what I got out of it. Um, I usually go water, so I'm fine with it. I I guess people just don't like the light blue and the pink. Uh, I don't get it personally. I think it's stupid. I think it's a a good design. The one I don't like is the fire one, which is Litten. I really like the uh, yeah the fire cat. Its original one is fine, 
but the final evolution is stupid. Like it becomes a looks like a it's like it's a four-legged creature, but then like its final evolution, it becomes a two-legged creature, and I think that's stupid. And it looks like a wrestler, and I don't like wrestling. It does look like a wrestler. Yeah. So it's just like I don't know. Uh, but the owl is cool too. It's uh, Archer. Yeah. And its final evolution, so that's cool. Um, I'll talk more Pokemon Sun and Moon when I go over the demo that I played. Uh, and then In I all last... fairness, uh, the final evolution of Poplio does look really stupid. You don't like it? No. Easily my least favorite of the three. Really? Just the oh, final for... one. The starter's fine. Over the uh, the stupid two-legged cat? Yeah. Really? The owl is the best. I'd rather have the, the two-legged cat wrestler than the... It doesn't even look like anything. It just looks like a jumbled mess. Oh, the only reason why I know they were going for the siren look is because I read an interview where they were talking about what they went for on each uh, starter. Yeah. Um, I, I'm biased to water. I usually, nine times out of ten, pick the water starter. So that's why I, I I probably like it more. I'd probably pick the the fire cat. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Um. But anyway, my last little bit is that on my birthday, January twelfth, we will get major Nintendo Switch details. They'll be running a event for invited media and financial analysts, uh, along with trade partners in Tokyo, and they will have Hell a presentation. Yeah. So we'll learn a lot more about the Nintendo Switch. Um, then we're going to get a look at the lineup of games that are in development as well for it. Probably a so. price. God, I hope so. How much are you guys willing to pay for this? Four. Yeah, I'd, four? Pay, I'd pay 400 bucks for it. I think it's going to be 299 Yeah, that sounds like right in the old Nintendo wheelhouse. Yeah. I think even if they have to take a little bit of a loss on the system sold, they'll they'll make that up in in games. Well, they'll make easily. it up with Mario Run. Yeah, they've they've got they've definitely diversified. So, I think they'll be fine if they if they do take a little bit of a loss. On I the, saw something on the today sales. that said Super Mario Run will not be totally free to play. I yeah, I read, I read that. Too. I thought it was. I thought there was no mention of it being free to play. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I, I thought it was one either, and I was like, wait. Okay, I guess it was going to be free to play, but I, I have no idea. I probably should have read it. I never got that impression. I always thought that it was going to be like ninety nine cents or one ninety nine. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. just assumed it would be free to play. How dare you? Nope. Look, looking at that stupid game. <laughs> you cry, uh, Eric. No bits. No bits, uh, Dan. No, I got a couple no here for you. Sticking with the Nintendo for now. Some uh, r- uh, rumors have surfaced about the touchscreen. It is rumored to be a 6.2-inch, 720p-supported uh, multi-touchscreen. Now, Dan, is a multi-touchscreen one of the ones that has, like, the pressure sense? It's it's capacitive. It's going to be like, uh, like a tablet screen. What does that mean? It means it uses, uh, the like, electricity from your fingertips to register touch instead of actually having to push it down. Oh. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean that's that's like a standard phone or Regular tablet. Regular touchscreen. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, how do you feel about the 720? That's fine. 
Um, as long as it was a standard high def resolution, like one of my biggest complaints about the handheld thing with the the Wii U was the bad resolution, especially yeah. playing a game like uh, Xenoblade Chronicles on it. It was very hard to read all the all the like writing and stuff on it because it was too small for one thing, but also the resolution was not good on it. So as long as it's a high def resolution, that's fine. I prefer I would prefer 1080p, but I mean they gotta probably cut costs somewhere, so. I mean, yeah. you're not going to be able to tell a huge difference, right, if it's done decently, like the the 720, right? Yeah. You can really only tell if it's a bigger screen, right? Generally. It depends, like, you know, depends on how close you have it to your face, mm-hmm. too. Like, uh, you know, my phone is a 1440p screen, and you can tell the difference between 1080p and 1440p, you know, screens on a phone because it's so close to your face. Gotcha. Basically. It's, it's a distance thing more than anything else. Okay. So. Cool. Um, and my last piece of uh, news, something I'm actually really excited about, and it's something that I've wanted for a long time because I feel like it's a little confusing with the history of this series of games uh, with all the weird names and numbers involved with it. Um, the entire Kingdom Hearts package is coming to PS4 next March on March that. 28th. Yeah, right? I've always just wanted a whole package of the collection of the Kingdom Hearts games because, for instance, today they announced Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 plus 2.5 Remix, which will collect six core games and movie retellings on PS4, bringing some remasters from the PS3. Um, it will include Kingdom Hearts 1, Kingdom Hearts 2, Re-Chain of Memories, the 358-2 Days movie, Birth by Sleep and the Recoded movie. Jesus, what is all that? First yeah. of all, yeah. that's what I'm saying. That's why it's like it's such an intimidating thing to get into because it's like, what? Yeah, what does that mean? Yep. So, this is what? in addition to um, the 2.8 final chapter prologue that comes out January PS4. So, with those two things, that will also include the 3DS game Dream Drop Distance um, and a new game called Fragmentary Passage. Oh boy. That's a lot of stuff. I got stuff. all in anticipation for Kingdom Hearts 3 whenever that gets announced. Uh-huh. My question is, why is there like Kingdom Hearts 1, 2, 2.5, 2.8? I have no fucking idea. What, what does that That's mean? It's just some lousy marketing is what that is. <laughs> so it's just like, it's almost the third game, but it's not quite the third game. Like It feels like a very, nin- I know this isn't Nintendo, Nintendo but it yeah. feels like a very Nintendo thing to sure. do. Sure. Definitely. Yeah. Wow. Make make your newer system uh, have the uh, very similar name and a very similar look, just just to confuse people. Yeah. So, but I'm excited about that. I'm I'm really it's a it's a series I've always wanted. I only played the first one and I loved I loved it. Um, It's something I've always really uh, wanted to get into. So, Uh I'm excited about that. That's it for me. Okay. Uh, I had one nibble bit, and then I think we're gonna cover Corey's nibble bits too. Um, so mine oh, yeah. is that uh, Microsoft announced at their event, I think a couple, it was a couple of days ago, uh, that they're working with top PC makers for Windows 10 virtual reality headsets. Uh, the, I saw a few of the company names. HP was working on one, Lenovo was working on one, and I believe Dell was working on one. Uh, and they're going to start at 299 instead of the 600 that the Oculus Rift is. I don't know how the technology differs or... Um, if these are going to be gaming centric devices like the other headsets, or if they're just going to be windows centric devices, but, um, they're supposed to release in 2017 at some point. So, 
Cool. Um, keep you posted when we have more information on those. So there's that. Uh, let's see. Let's go over Corey's, shall we? Uh, more Nintendo Switch info. No. Uh, so you'll be able to buy indie games in real life at local game stops, apparently. Physical copies? Physical copies, yeah. Uh, let's see. I should have read these beforehand. Nuclear Throne, Rogue Agency, Axiom Verge, and Chariot uh, for nineteen ninety nine each, uh, and they'll come with instruction manuals, discs, soundtrack CDs, and Steam keys. So that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I guess is uh, uh, it's through Indie Game Distribution Service, IndieBox. So there must be adding more titles onto that too. Uh, Sony announces new third-party PS4 controllers. Uh, for those of you that have the Xbox One Elite controller or are interested in the Xbox One Elite controller, uh, PS4 is coming out with uh, two different versions of that. One is the Razer Raiju. Uh, Razer, of course, makes um, gaming PC components. Um, so, yeah, they, ha- they have the detachable buttons, detachable uh, thumbsticks, detachable triggers, I believe. Uh, I think some of them have the extra bumpers uh there's the yeah razor razor raiju 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 r-a-i-j-u uh and then it's the ruju what ruju ruju okay and then nakon revolution pro is the other one so they're ugly ugly controllers <laughs> they are ugly i think the uh, the Xbox One Elite controller is definitely a, a very, very nice-looking controller. It's a sexy controller. Uh, yeah, the, Eric's right. These are they're kind of ugly. They're hideous, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, I they may work great. I don't know, but it's it's oh, definitely sure. definitely not a nice-looking device. No. Um, Windows 10 is going to get built-in game streaming this spring. Uh, I'm assuming it's through the Xbox app. Yep, Xbox One app. Uh, Ultra low latency, yada yada. I don't think anyone's going to use this personally uh, because there's a lot there's a lot of options already that are better than probably built in streaming. But anyway, that's it for Corey stuff. So let's move on to our week, shall we? Yeah. Uh, we'll start with you, Will. How was your week? Uh. It's been good. I'm trying to think, I I like pretty much finished two classes at this point, so I should have some more free time opening up for uh, video games and stuff like that. Um, I had a moment in school where I was really proud of myself that I wanted to share. Um, I'm t- as I like mentioned, like I'm taking twenty credits, so like I have a lot on my plate, and. I forget things and what I'm supposed to do. So I get into class Monday for my chemistry. Uh, and my teacher goes, all right, is everybody ready for the exam tomorrow? Uh, and I had no idea we had an exam. I just didn't look at the syllabus and just forgot about it. So I was like, oh, dear God. And this is the hardest part of chemistry uh, that I'm in right now. So I was like, I'm going to fail. There's no way. Um, so I got home that night and started to study. Of course, like I don't like to stay up late, so I went to bed. Uh, hardly studied the next day. Guess what I ended up getting on the exam? 93. I wish it was that good. It, 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 I got an 84. Hey, that, that ain't bad. I, That's an A in my book. No. 
<laughs> I was really, really happy with myself because uh, this is like because my with my major and stuff like that, um, or what's going to be my major. I need to do well in chemistry, basically. So I'm like I'm doing fairly well this semester. So I'm trying to really keep it up, and I thought it was all gonna come crumbling down with uh, <laughs> that that test, but I managed to pull it out, and it gets easier from here on out. So nice. That's good pretty excited and i also found out that uh i was looking at pharmacy schools online uh the other day it turns out that i meet the prereqs for a lot of the ones that i looked at already uh the only thing i need to do is take my uh pharmacy college admissions test you staying in state Pro- yeah probably new york yeah so it's either i pretty much like it's BU, Albany, St. John Fisher, or Buffalo. St. John Fisher is where um, a friend of ours went. Yep. And uh, also houses Buffalo Bills training camp, so fantastic school. Oh, really? Yes. Um, That, honestly, is my number number one. Yeah. Very nice campus. Um, I've been there a bunch of times. Yeah. It's beautiful. Where, and where on is top it? Of that, Rochester. Okay. Yeah. On top of that, like, it's, the, you know, the place where I work, their pharmacy school is, mm-hmm. I've been school yeah. of pharmacy. So, right. like, I just feel like it would make sense to do that. Uh, BU is a really good option because it's... I didn't know they had a pharmacy school at BU. It doesn't... It opens Opening in, up in the fall. Yeah, next year. Oh. Brand get new. in on the ground level. I... Might be easier. I for right now and go for the coming fall. But I pretty much decided that I wanted to graduate Broom first because I have to take classes like Organic Chem and uh, Calculus, so I might as well just take it cheaply at Broom with oh, yeah. small class sizes and stuff like that. And, like, teachers who – honestly, like, Broom's teachers, I, I only had, like, one teacher. I And believe me, I've been at Broom for three, three years at this point. Um, there's only been one teacher that I have not liked. Honestly, they have really good teachers. I've been pretty impressed. That's good. So um, that's sort of like my college update. I was like, because like, I feel like there's no end for me at Broom right now. So it felt really good to see that like I actually do meet a lot of the prereqs for my my second part of my college career that I'm getting ready for. And it felt good to be like, hey, this is starting to come to an end, my community, community college run. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, other than that, um, I tried being on last week, but I was at a calling hours. Um, but my one friend made us really, really super late to it because we were going to be going at like seven. I thought I'd get in, get out and be, be here in time. But like, it was like eight by the time we got in line. Uh, and because he was a teacher at UE, there was Newark Valley and UE kids there. So it was a pretty long line. Uh, it took me a really long time to get through. And by that time you guys had told me to not bother, uh, with it cause you had almost finished. So I felt bad that I didn't get on last week. No worries. Um, All right, you just have to tell us about gears today. My thoughts on gear. Oh, that's right. I, to be honest, other than playing horror, Dan, I really didn't play a whole lot. That's what I figured. That's why it didn't matter that you, you know, couldn't make it on last week. There's no biggie. Yeah. Um, ah, to be honest, I don't think I have anything else. Okay. So anything sports you want to talk about, real quick? I feel like I'm being led into something. No. Not by me. No? No. 
Okay. Uh, I thought I so, know. too. I was like, ooh, what happened? <laughs> I've literally been watching a ton of hockey. Yeah. Okay. Uh, rooting for the Cubs in the World Series. Baseball. Yeah, that's about it. I told you guys, but I really, I think as much as I want the Cubs to win, I think it would be hilarious for the Indians to win the World Series because the Cavs won the World Series and the Lake Erie Monsters won the Calder Cup championship and the Browns go 0-16. I think that would be great. That would be great. Classic Browns. Yeah. (laughs) It would prove that God ultimately hates the Browns. And not Cleveland. Just (laughs) the Browns. (laughs) Cleveland's been surprisingly supportive. Despite yeah. them being the Browns, Buffalo is the is the top dog in the heaping pile of shit list. Now <laughs> Cleveland can't compete anymore. Uh, it's really a sad list. <laughs> uh, that's it for me, though. Okay, what do you got, Eric? Um, just a couple things. I was a little upset that Corey's not here to talk about Westworld tonight. Uh, oh, yeah. Episode four came out. I was very confused at the end of it. I, I don't know if I'm reading too much into things or what, uh, but I also fell asleep a couple times during it, so I do need to rewatch it. But to help me, I've discovered two podcasts about it that I wanted to mention because I really like them. Um, well, one of them is call, called Decoding Westworld. That's one I've listened to more. It's a little shorter. Uh, they try to keep their episodes around an hour. Um the girl on there can be a bit much at times. She's a little smug about how she has access to more of the episodes than everybody else. And I'm like, all right, lady, uh-huh. go fuck yourself. But uh, good for you. If you can deal with that, which I'm able to, I still think it's really good. Uh, that's a good one. I guess they have a really popular Game of Thrones podcast too. This pair. I'm What's not sure what it's called. Oh, okay. Um. And then the other one is called Watching Westworld. That one is a, a more long form, like two and a half, three hour kind of thing, which is pretty cool. So I've been listening to that. That's these two dudes who are also gamers. Um, yeah, but I, I really like both of them a lot. So if you're looking for something a little shorter, go with Decoding Westworld and something a little longer, go with Watching Westworld. Um, but in terms of the show, uh, I did enjoy the fourth episode. I'm I'm very intrigued by what's going on, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to... Uh, see what happens this season and i so we started watching another hbo show called divorce which was something i'd never heard of uh it stars sarah jessica parker and another guy who i actually want to look up and give credit to because i think he's fantastic in it um <laughs> uh, it's really funny sarah jessica parker and this other guy uh they are a married couple and some things happen and they decide to uh, get a divorce. And the way that they interact is so great. The guy, I, I haven't laughed <laughs> this hard in, in a while watching something because the guy is just so good at playing the character that he plays. It's Thomas Hayden Church. Uh-huh. You ever heard of him? Yeah. Yeah, I know the name. Oh, you have? Okay. Yeah. I don't recognize him from anything else, but... Yeah. Uh, He's fantastic in this role, so uh-huh. I'd recommend that one too. That that one's only uh, three episodes in, so you can get uh, get caught up pretty quickly on that one too. Yeah, I remember seeing um, commercials for it. Yeah, be- it's before really Game funny. of Thrones. It's really funny. I was surprised. Uh-huh. Um, I think that's it as far as TV goes. As far as sports go, uh, nothing really for me. Haven't. 
I watched the Bills last weekend. That was depressing as usual. Um, back down to earth a little bit without LeSean McCoy. Uh-huh. Looked like a completely different team. Yeah. And they got run over by um, the running back from Miami. I can't remember. Jay Ajay or something. I don't yeah, Ajay J- J- or. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the Sabres suck. They're getting shut out right now again. But at least the shutout was with one of my goalies in fantasy hockey. So yeah, that's a nice nice silver lining. Yeah, if you have uh, if you have a good fantasy performance. But uh, yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it for me, Dan. Okay. Um, I got a couple quick things. Uh, the first is kind of big news. Uh, that's been kind of going on for the past uh, couple weeks, I guess. Uh, my wife finally got another job. Um. So she's moving out Ooh. of teaching. Yeah, she. Oh, uh, was it? She put she put in her letter of resignation at her current job last week. Finally, um, so she's working her last thirty days there. Um, but it's in the uh, Syracuse area, so we have to move fairly soon. Um, which is which is good because uh, we're we're realizing that our two bedroom one story house is not big enough for six people. Uh, <laughs> we're uh, all tripping over all, tripping all over each other and and whatnot. So we we started the whole moving process, uh, which is brutal. Um, and it's hard too because unless someone is here to watch the older two kids, we really can't get a lot done. Um, but at this point, we've gotten the garage all cleaned out because we're getting our ho- our house ready to put on the market as soon as we can. Uh, and then once our house sells, which is hopefully soon, we'll we'll buy a house up in the Syracuse area. Uh, we were initially going to rent, but um, I think we just want to buy. I'll buy so, your house, huh? If yeah, if you I'll want buy to, your house. if you want to. <laughs> uh, but the good thing is, I was telling these guys earlier, uh, the Syracuse area has Verizon FiOS available in most places, so uh, I'm hopefully going to get a huge internet upgrade. I'm really sick of Time Warner. It's been, uh, I don't know, the weather gets bad in the internet doesn't run that well which is embarrassing i think so yeah uh so yeah that's that's been our our thing we've just been slowly trying to pack stuff up and get rid of crap that we have uh yeah that's not really cutting exciting news dan yeah yeah it is yeah my wife got a significant pay increase too which is also uh awesome but yeah she's probably gonna have to commute to the syracuse area for a little while um, but hopefully we can, uh, like I said, sell the house and, and move up there and make things easier. Are you oh. moving to Clinton? No, that's not really very close to Syracuse. I mean, it's an hour, I think. Oh my God. It's that far. Maybe 45 minutes, but it's close to an hour. Woo. Okay. never mind. Yeah. Yeah. That's further East. That's like between, Whatever. between Syracuse and Albany. For whatever reason, I thought it was like twenty five, thirty, which is still like far. Yeah, I don't but think so. I'm stupid. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So that's been that's been our our thing that we have going. If if you guys need help with any of the moving, well, I really like we're just gonna get rid of most of the things that we have in our house because most of it's crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're taking gonna take very little with us, so. Um, but yeah, I will let you know. We'll started dropping off banana boxes from 
from uh, his place of employment for our, for to help us move. So, how are they holding up for you? Oh, good. They're they're good. Excellent. Um, yeah. They're good. You know what else is good is the, add the apple boxes with handles on them. Apple boxes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Apple save, could save you whatever. It's apple season too, so. Oh yeah, apples are flying off the shelves. <laughs> oh, don't even get me going. And <laughs> how many of those I put away on a Sunday? Apples. Oh, the boxes. Is just... I kid you not, we stack them like twelve boxes high. I believe it. And people can't get them, so they get mad. But like, we have no room for it. I don't know. Jesus. Yeah, but Dan, I can save you whatever whatever boxes you need. All right, I'll let you know. Like I said, most of it now is just getting rid of stuff. You should just, like, because uh, not only did we collect crap from just crap, but also home improvement projects. Like, all the leftovers I can't throw out in the in the trash pickup. I would have had to take it to the, the, the dump, so I just put it in the garage. So the garage was literally just full of crap that, you know, like I said, leftovers from home improvement. Uh, but luckily, that at this point, uh, that's almost all cleaned out, so... That's a good start. Next thing is working on the basement. You know, you guys know what the basement's like here, so that's gonna be fun for you. Yeah, I mean, we start working on it slowly, but like I said, most of it's just throwing throwing stuff out that we don't need anymore. And the kids have so many freaking toys; it's un- unbelievable. Now, does Mac like? Are you trying to throw away any of those toys? Some of them, yeah, because some of is them Mac- are crap. Is Max fighting with you every oh, step of the way? A little bit. We we try not to uh, we try not to let him know when we're getting rid of some because a lot of it's like kids meal stuff that he got or crappy uh, dollar store toys that our grandma brings whenever she comes here. You yeah, know, stuff like that that we don't we don't really need. So <laughs> yeah, that's been that's been what we're doing. So isn't moving fun? Um. It's going to be miserable. Yeah. Because of the time of the year it is I, and having four kids and two of them being, you know, two months old. Yeah. So. And I was when I was leaving work on Sunday to bring your boxes, um, I had one of my friends helping. Uh-huh. Uh, and the perishable manager Yeah. there was like, oh, boy, you moving? And I was like, not me, thank God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's awful. I, I said when we bought this house this we were going to stay in here forever you know that was it this this house was going to be my grave but there's no way there's no way we yeah. can f- keep six people in this house you oh. also said dan that you're stopping at three kids well yeah i mean the plan <laughs> <laughs> the plan wasn't four the the fourth one was a little bit of a surprise so whoops so, yeah yeah well not yeah. whoops but now, not dan, a lot what, you can do there now which one do you consider the fourth one marco or um Milo, uh, Milo, because he was, you know, he was the the second twin. Gotcha. So. Troublemaker. Yeah, we think it's likely one was con- that Milo was conceived at a later date too, which can happen. Really? Yeah, a couple days later. And that's why he was smaller. Whoa! That yep. can happen. Weird. Yeah. That can happen. Pregnancy is weird. It's very weird. I'm glad very we don't have to worry about thing. it anymore. Because we're what'd you get? We're done it for. Tied, Dan? No, we're just done it for. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, the way you said you didn't have to worry about it anymore, I <laughs> sounded pretty. Uh, uh no, pretty sure. No, I mean, snip, snip. 
the, with how easy everything was, if we didn't have any accidents to this point, we're not gonna. Okay. Because of how easy it was to actually conceive children. Man, I can't wait for the fifth one. Yeah. I keep <laughs> I keep joking with my I'm wife. I'm like, she's like, I'm I'm glad we're you know we're we've got our family. I'm like, Meh, maybe not. Just to put never know. So little doubt in her head, you know. That's right. But anyway, anywho. Uh, let's get into what we played, shall we? Or did yeah. you guys want to take a break? I'm good. I'm good, yeah, too. Yeah, I'm good, too. Um, all right, well, I guess I'll talk about Civ Six first, um, since I teased that at the top of the episode. Well, Eric, why don't you, why, why don't you start with Civ Six? Oh, God. Um, because your experience wasn't glowing right off the bat, and actually a lot, oh. of, a lot of people had this experience, so uh, we'll talk about that first, but go yeah. ahead. So I bought Civ Six, and mm-hmm. I was really excited. Hey, we talked about this before, how that was one of the games I was most looking forward to this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it took a while to get actually into the game first, and then it would get to, you'd set up a match, and it would get to like the loading screen, and it just wouldn't load. Yeah. Um, and I had that happen repeatedly, and I was this close to asking for a refund, uh-huh. which I did not end up doing. But I, I was pissed off. It it would load if you let it sit for like half an hour, which I don't have time. To no, do. I I did that once. I was like, this is not this is not going to work for me. So, so that's uh, been my experience, Dan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gave me a fix, which I'm assuming we'll talk about. Yeah, yeah. So there there was a fix for it. The first like three or four, th- I guess it was three days. It worked great for everyone or for most people. I mean, some people are always going to have crashing issues. That's that's common, but. Uh, what was it Sunday night when that started or was it Monday night? I don't remember, but one specific night, uh, all of a sudden that issue started popping up for people. Um, so, you know, like you do when, when that, that happens, you visit the steam forums and usually within an hour or two hours, if, if the problem is widespread, someone's got a fix for it. Um, so yeah, the, the fix ended up being that, uh, it was window windows defender was, was causing issues with with the game that must might have thought it was a virus or something. Um, so yeah, you had to either add uh, Civ Six to the exceptions list for, on Windows Defender, or if you ran it in administrator mode, uh, that would fix it too. Which that's actually a common fix. A lot of times, that's on the short list of three or four things that people do if they can't get their game to start is to run in administrator mode. Um, that that'll fix a lot of uh, a lot of those weird weird problems that you have interesting yeah um so that actually didn't work for me that one didn't work it was the the what was it the the adding it to the windows defender exception list yes yeah yeah because someone had noticed when they were running civ that windows defender was really working very hard um and that that's why it was it was picking it up it's and it's usually not windows defender it's usually some of the other antivirus programs that that cause the problems but yeah, it was Windows Defender on Windows 10 that was causing the issues. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, as I said, I've played, I think it maybe 17, 18 hours of Civ 6 and uh, really, really like it so far. Um, nice. It's uh, it's very a lot more different than I thought it would be from Civ 5. Is it? Um, yeah, uh, I'm not I'm not going to get too too into the specifics. We'll talk about it next week. But I really like all of the changes they made. Uh, right. I think I think they were good. It it feels like a distinctly different game, which is always something I worry about. You know, it's it's a sixth game in the series. 
Um, but it does it does feel like it, it's its own distinct, uh, different game. And I like. I'm a looking lot of forward the... to trying it. I uh, should be able to play quite a bit tomorrow night. Nice. I played like 30 minutes, and uh-huh. I think I'm either too dumb or not <laughs> experienced enough with Civ because, like, I don't Probably know what I'm. One. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. It's uh actually well you know I I had that same thought with Civ Five when I first started, I was a little apprehensive I guess at first because I you know it's one of those games that you feel a little intimidated about the the barrier to entry but it's actually not as bad as you think yeah you it's, catch, just... it's actually fairly easy mm-hmm. to it's... be honest so does it like really matter like what you choose for like research and like policy uh, and stuff like that yes like... and no i mean this one this one is a little more it's a little more strategic uh than than civ 5 was um because okay. because the like location planning is more important in this one than it was in the other ones uh civ 5 specifically uh and, but all the others um because in, in those like you would just have your uh what, civilians, I guess. I don't remember what they're called in the other games. But settlers. Se- no, not settlers, but your your workers. I think that, I think they're called workers. You would have them uh, update the terrain, uh, but in this one, like the terrain is 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 used for different things. Like uh, we talked about the the sprawling cities. You know how you have different districts in your city that you put on the different tiles. So you really have to kind of plan out what what you're going to do and how you're going to use those and how best to use those tiles. Uh, as opposed to in Civ Five, so instead awesome. of just parking yeah. wherever you want, like you couldn't pass games, you have to kind of pick and choose your spots a little bit more. Uh, I mean, you just have to be aware of like what resources are around you and how you can use those to your advantage. Like, uh, for example, so um, one of the districts you can build is like uh, an industrial district, and you'd put that on a tile, uh, and you get bonuses with your industrial district if they're if it's next to like mines or something like that. Um, so, you, you know, you have to be aware of all that stuff when, you, when you're going in and planning your cities and the, and the surrounding areas because you get bonuses okay. for all that stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I think the changes are really, really smart and really well thought out, and I do think it's it's a little more strategic than uh, than the old Civ games, even with all the expansions in Civ Five. It's good stuff. Looks like I'm I just got to play it, it more. Yeah, definitely will. Just just sink some time into it. You you you'll figure everything out. Because um, I do like Civilization a lot. Yeah, I just like I was always too scared to really get into it. Yeah. If I'm being honest, well, uh, when I started Civ Five, I had you know I had these same thoughts, like I said, and then after I started playing it more, I was like, wait, this this can't be like it. <laughs> But it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the things Corey always talks about with Civ 2 is you can micromanage as much as you want. Uh, the game will kind of run all those little little systems uh, by itself uh, in autopilot, if you will. But if you really want to customize that stuff, you can break it down and, and customize all that stuff, like adding specialists to your cities and all that stuff. And you can make it make it a little bit more complex and more customizable if you want. Or you can just leave it and let it run on its own. So, yeah, it's good stuff. Interesting. Uh, I think, More yeah. to come next week. Yeah, definitely. We're going to do a full episode. We'll break down some of the systems uh, next week when we talk about it. Um, but, yeah, really, really like it so far. Very impressed. So that's Civ Six. Uh, what else did I play? Oh, I ba- beat Deus Ex. Atta boy, Dan. Thank you. What would you think? It was really, really good. 
That yeah, I don't understand how people disliked it at all. Uh, I don't know. I just it's one of those games where all the systems work so well together. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, and seamless. Like you can seamlessly go from your stealth to to fighting to full on like first person shooter mode in in no time. And like it, it all it, it but then like disappear again and go back into stealth mode. Like it it just all works really well. Yeah, uh, it's I re- amazing. I really like the story. You do have a very tough decision to make at the end. Um, mm. which which was cool. Um, but yeah, that was it was a really good game. I was very impressed. So with da- it. Dan, yeah. I want to tell you that uh, last part. Yeah. Um, I had no way to regenerate my energy. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I was at the lowest possible that I can uh, the out energy of, that you could have out of bio cells. Yeah, out of bio cells. It was at that like one eighth of the bar full. Yeah. Um. And I was doing my stealth no-killing playthrough, mm-hmm. trying to work my way through that last part. Was because I did. I was able to do both things. Yeah. Um, stop the the attack, and I forgot what the other one was. Oh, stop the attack and and save the VIPs. Yeah, I did. I was able to do both. Be oh, because you weren't noticed by anybody. Uh, yeah, well, you can be noticed, but you have to be fast. Too. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I was I was able to pull off both. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um. But the part just sne- trying to sneak my way into the last part to stop the attack. I spent an hour trying to do it because it was so hard. There were so many enemies around, and I couldn't turn invisible for yeah. very long. Yeah. Um, which is pretty difficult, but I was able to pull it off. So it was a really good achievement. But boy, what a game! Yeah. It was good stuff. I was very, very impressed with it. So, there's definitely going to be another one, right? Uh, yeah, it's about a, the ending. I yeah, I think it'll be a trilogy. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because you know how how Squeenix likes their trilogies. So, I think yeah, I think there'll be another Adam Jensen game, and then and then Deus Ex will probably uh, go a different direction, maybe. Probably. So I'm expecting one more superpowered Deus Ex Human Revolution, Mankind Divided, and then yep. then they'll do something different, probably. Yeah. Which is good. I like the trilogy setup. That's that's a that's a nice thing. I think this will be an underrated trilogy. Yeah. I kinda wanna go yeah, back it's and play probably the... rated right where it needs to be. <laughs> I kinda wanna go back and play the first one again. Me too. Now. Was it you who said that they have the graphics mods for it too and everything? Or was that Corey? Uh, that's for I oh, I mean uh I don't mean I mean mankind or uh human revolution, not not the old old ones. There is graphical updates for the for the first one. There, I think there's. I think it was Corey who said there was one for Human Revolution too. <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, pretty really? sure he did. Mm. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, and I think that's all I played. Oh, I played some Forza Horizon. Uh, when I notice Corey playing my copy of Civ, I just go in and play Forza Horizon, which is nice. That game's so fun. I gotta play more of it. So. That's all I played. Will, what I do you got? I haven't played any recently, Dan. I really need to play more of yeah. that. Games, it, it's a nice, uh, like, temporary game to play, you know? Go in, do a few races, pop out. Because Corey's hogging your sieve. Yeah, it's fine. Hogging it up. Hogging Is it my fine, sieve. though, Dan? Yeah. Can you play he's, mine? He's not here. You can be honest. It it all depends on how Steam ranks the libraries. Mm. It's uh, hit or miss. I wish you could, like, set Change that it, somehow. Yeah. Change it. That would be nice. Okay. Uh, go ahead, Will. What do you got? 
Uh, so I played the Pokemon Sun and Moon demo. I played it about a week ago, so I'm going to be going off memory. So if it's kind of... I'm fumbling my words here. I just remembered literally when Dan said if we had any teasers that I had played it. Um, so it starts off where you... You and your family, well, it's you and your mom, because every Pokemon game is you and your mom. Um, you are in the Alola region, which is the new region, which is based off Hawaii. So everything's got, like, that, you know that Hawaiian sort of, like, names that they have? Yeah. There's, a, yeah. like, a lot of vowels, like A's, U's, and O's, and stuff like that. Like, the names of all the cities and stuff like that and the Pokemon have a lot of that in there. That um, would bother me a little bit, actually. Well, I'll get to my complaints. <laughs> So, um, so it starts off with that, and you're going to like register your residency in the Alola region, uh, and you meet your first friend. Don't know his name. I forgot. It's like who who. Uh, it started with an H. It was like an H U O. Um, so from there, you basically they give you a Greninja, which is. The Pokemon that was an X and Y, uh, and if you watch the anime, it's one of Ash's Pokemon, because they do a thing where you get Ash's Greninja in the fall game if you played through the demo. Uh, and from there, you meet uh, the villains of the game, which is uh, Team Skull. What <laughs> I did not like them as a villain. If you watch the video for them and you see it, it's just like how they how they talk. And how they like had the characters move was really stupid, in my opinion. Were they, they were meggings at the gym, Will? <laughs> sort of, but they were walking. They were walking like like this and like flailing their arms around, and it was just really dumb. And I was like, why? Why did they do? Why did they go for that direction? So I was like, whatever. I'll just play. Keep playing through it. So you play through it, uh, and eventually you kind of you experience like one of the routes in the game, which is where like connects like the cities and stuff like that. Um, and you go to do because I don't think they have gyms anymore. They have trials on each island. So with this one, the trial was to take pictures of Pokemon. And once you take a picture of the Pokemon, you do battle it. But I kind of don't like that they replaced the gym system. Can they just put out a Pokemon Snap 2 instead of doing that? If we're going to take pictures of Pokemon, let's do it. Let's go yeah. on Safari, damn it. So, I'll get to my complaints with this. I think, I like how they started the game. Um, I kind of think the whole, they can't keep doing the, um, you start off, you and your friend uh, go to the, the professor's office. He gives you a Pokemon, gives you a Pokedex. You tell your mom, and then you start your journey. I kind of think it'd be nice if they went with a different story approach to why you start the game um, instead Agreed. of it be, being Getting the a same. rehashed. Yeah, and I realize the games are 10-year-old children. Like, your character <laughs> is 10 years old, and you're starting your Pokemon journey, and I get that um, because you're not going to get a super-duper serious main story there are serious undertones some of the pokemon games but like you're gonna get like a jokey story that's fine they did it perfectly in this one um i kind of don't like it being based off hawaii and it's solely because i don't like the i don't like heat and bright like a lot of sun you know what i mean like it's the same reason why i don't like being in florida i don't like how hot it is and i don't like off and the sun hurts you no, I'm just I'm more I'm more into 
Like, if they based a Pokemon game, which they kind of sort of have, not completely, though. Uh, there was elements of it, of, like, a mountainous area with, like, different sections of snow instead of, like, two whole cities and all of the games being a snow city and the seven generations of Pokemon. Like, I don't know. I'd like a, a more mountainy, like, colder weather Pokemon setting because, like, we get this tropical island and, like, warm weather in, like, every single game. Um, and I'm tired of seeing it repeatedly. That's why uh, the fourth generation, which was Diamond, Pearl, Platinum, and X and Y have been my favorite games. Um, because they do a very good job of kind of doing different areas and stuff like that. And, like, I don't know. Because, like, uh, X and Y was based off France, I'm pretty sure. Um, the Kalos region. Oh, okay. uh, which is which was cool. Like, I mean, Dan, you might pick up on it now yeah. that I mentioned that, yep. like some of the city structures and stuff. Yeah. And like, it was all really cool and well done. <laughs> um, so I want that. I kind of don't, I, they're going for like a more fun and jokey direction for this one because X and Y was a pretty serious game. Uh, even the anime, like I've watched the, through the anime and it's the best, you know, seasons of the anime that they've ever put out. Um, but now they're going for, like, with the anime and the game, they're doing, like, a more comedy approach to it. Uh, and I just don't have any faith in Game Freak to develop something that's actually going to be funny and entertaining. Uh-huh. Like, they're, uh, you know, Exitor, who has the really long neck? Yeah. They, ex- they explained why that happened. It's because the sun is so strong there that it just kept absorbing the sun and it grew bigger and bigger. So that's stuff like that that I'm not particularly into. I don't like they replaced the gym system, uh, from what I can tell at least, with the trials. Because I feel like the trials are just going to be like little stupid things, like take pictures of Pokemon and then you battle them. Uh, and at that point, like, why are we taking pictures of them? There's kind of no point. Uh, it'll be just like really shallow objectives I'm a little worried about. Uh-huh. Um and a lot of the Pokemon, because the Pokedex leaked, I did not like a lot of them either. Um, I try to make, when I play through the Pokemon games of that generation, I try to choose Pokemon that came out new that generation. Uh, because like I don't like playing with the same ones over and over and over again. Because it's kind of boring. So, I was looking at the starters and stuff like that. Like I generally go with all three starters and three other Pokemon after that, but there I had a hard time finding three other that I was like, oh, I like that. That's cool. Like, I was not interested in any of them. It's getting... I mean, Pokemon's getting pretty long in the tooth. It is, but, like, I thought X and Y was great. Like... What was it about these Pokemon you just didn't like? They just, uh... I don't like any of the look. Mm. The looks of them. Do they you all think they're running like... out of ideas for new Pokemon they, to make? Cause... They've got to be. How many Honestly, is there? 700-something? Yeah, I think they're going to be in 800 once this, this Pokedex comes out. Yeah. It's got to factor like you, into it. If you look at some of them, it's just like... It's a lot of, like, bugs that I don't, like, particularly care about. Uh, and, like, there's no, like, cool dragon types in this one that you can pick. And, like, because it's all, like, supposed to be tropical weather, there's no, like, new ice Pokemon, which is a type I really like. Uh. I don't know. Uh... If you just look at some of them, there's not very many that I was like, I want to have that one. It's like the three starters and like one other Pokemon that actually got announced today that looked cool. And I was like, oh, I would have that one. 
Um, and as you talked about how the names bother you, I don't know how to pronounce any of them. Yeah, that would really, really bother me, I think. So it's just like I look at it and I'm like, this is Django Momo. And I'm like, is that how it's pronounced? Django <laughs> so like, Momo. So just like oh. I sound like an idiot, so I don't. I'm not even a bother trying to talk about the Pokemon that I don't know how to pronounce. Yeah, that's that's rough, man. So, and I'm the biggest Pokemon fan by far. Like I'm, pl- I'm on. I've been playing through all the old games on my my DS and stuff like that, and emulators on my phone. And like I'm having a blast with the old ones. And like it doesn't matter how many times I've played them and how they're all generally the same. Uh, it's just this one that I'm kind of kind of colder on they i I will say the 3d is amazing though like the they've implemented that beautifully into the pokemon series i think they just need a change of scenery you know they should come out with the full console version of you know of a pokemon standard pokemon rpg but a full console version with with some console power Uh, or like eric said a pokemon snap a new pokemon snap game would be great just Mm -hmm. taking a different a little different direction like if they release uh, a Pokemon RPG for the console where you they have like kind of a new region or it even could be an old region with like all of the Pokemon in the yeah. game that would be incredible and like really really solid graphics you know yeah I don't even care how much the gameplay changes like yeah it can be me going route to route battling trainers and stuff like that and I I wouldn't care huh. um but the positive to this is there's a big rumor going around that the fourth gen Diamond and Pearl is the next in line to get a remake, which is probably my favorite generation. Um, next to two, and mm-hmm. then X and Y. Those are my, like, three favorite ones. So pretty excited for that uh, because that I'm playing through that one on my DS right now, and um, <laughs> it's pretty slow-paced compared to uh, what they are now. So I'd be interested to see the uh, fourth-gen region in a, a 3D remake setting. Okay. Other than that, I don't, I don't think I played really anything. Gears of War. Uh, yeah, Gears very, very of War's... Brief thoughts on Gears of War, specifically Horde mode. I actually <laughs> really, really liked it. Had a lot yeah. of fun. My biggest complaint with it is they do not let you know where your teammate is and when they're down very well. Yeah, that's exactly what Dan and I said. Yeah. Like I had no idea where Dan was ninety-five percent of the time yeah. when yep. we were playing. Um, I would try to find him out because like I was. I'm pretty bad at Gears, and I know Dan's probably the best out of all of us because he plays, played, has played the most. So I like to stick with Dan, and like I had to like make make a conscious effort to be like, "Where's Dan? I need to find him." Um, and like I had to run around the map like an idiot because it doesn't like light up very well to where he is. Yeah. I think if they made it like better that way, it would be, it would be a ama- more amazing. I said for next time too, we should we've got to figure out voice chat. I don't know how it works specifically cross platform. Uh, I don't know if I can, like, jo- join a party um, with you guys before we go into the game and then, like, voice chat will carry through, but we'll have to see for next time we... Yeah, I, if there's I next wonder time. how that will work. Don't know. Okay. Well, yeah, like you said, we'll have to try that out. Yeah. All right. Anything else, Will? Uh, no, that's it for me. Okay. Eric, what do you got? Nothing, Dan. I only played Battlefield 1. Okay. Battlefield One's Rocket League. Yeah, Rocket League, a little FIFA, but nothing to uh, nothing to comment on. Nothing to write home about, I suppose. Okay. Uh, the only other thing I played very, very briefly, and it was mostly just to download it and 
and fired up was uh, The Witcher Three. Uh, I wanted oh, nice. to, I I redownloaded it because I had it on my solid state drive, but it was getting filled up. Uh, so I downloaded it on my old hard drive, which has a lot of space. But I wanted to try out the ultra wide on it, and it looks unbelievably good. Oh man, I gotta play The Witcher. Yeah, The Witcher Three is 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 great. Because um, I want to finish up the uh, the newest expansion before the, before the end of the year, because it's uh, it's really good. Uh, so that's all I played. Let's get into feedback, shall we? Indeed. <clears throat> okay. The first is from Tito in LA, who says, "Saw the trailer for Rocket, the Rocket League documentary. Can't be more hyped for that." What was even neater was a snippet of how Unreal Tournaments, uh, Unreal T- Tournament 2004's onslaught game mode. Apparently had a small hand to play in creating Rocket League. I used to play the shit out of Onslaught with my cousin back in the day. It was such an underrated game mode. I was on the cusp of buying Civ 6. I was listening to the soundtrack and watching some gameplay. It looks and sounds amazing, but the better part of my brain reminded me that I'll barely play it. I don't have time for that kind of game, and another game that I'll try to force myself to play is coming out very soon. Skyrim Remastered. Uh, out yeah. right now. Out right now as we speak. Uh, I hope with the remaster it will take away any attempts at me trying to mod it so I can just focus on playing the game instead of spending hours modding it, then lose all interest in actually playing the game. Netflix recommendation, a movie called Hush, a suspense thriller scary movie about a female writer living in a cabin in the woods and a killer who stumbles in her path. The twist, the writer is deaf and the killer quickly realizes this. I give it a uh, 4 out of 5. Also, Corey, I'm willing to trade you a key for one of your Rocket League crates. That way you can open one of your crates. There you go. Oh, one thing I wanted to mention when we talked about Civ Six was um, the Sean Bean narration. How awesome is that? Who is Sean? Well, I haven't played it. He's uh, Oh, that's right. He's uh, he's Boromir or Ned Stark. Oh, from, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Game of Thrones. Um I know me some Boromir. Yeah, it's great. Every time you unlock uh, civic uh, policy or um, do do research, there's a little blur blurb from a historical figure, uh, and he narrates it, and it's it's amazing. Uh, Same thing when you like when you load up the game, he'll have a little this a little thing a a blurb he reads um, about the civilization you picked and and stuff. It's so good, so good. I'll be on the lookout for that. Yeah. Um, Hush. Hush the movie. Yep. Netflix I'll have to add it. Is that Netflix you said? Yeah. Uh, and then Corey, uh, who's not here. But he, I'm sure he'll listen to this tomorrow. Usually does. Yeah. All right. So thanks, Tito. Uh, this is from Miguel in Valencia. It says, what's up, gentlemen? So the bride and I decided not to bail on the cowboy wedding I mentioned two, two to three weeks back. I did take a hit to the wallet, so it looks like demos and free games only for me for the rest of the year. Unless Santa is good to me. I have to say, I've never worn a cowboy outfit. I figured if you dress like a cowboy, you should own a horse or be able to handle riding a horse. Kind of like the guy wearing a Ferrari outfit but doesn't own a Ferrari. You know what I mean. Speaking of vehicles, what are your top five favorite racing games of all time? My list below should tell you. I steer away, no pun intended, from from racing games. Mainly because the racing game nowadays feels like they focus on making the race experience too realistic rather than fun. Uh, so his number one was Burnout. Uh, number two was F-Zero. Number three was Super Mario Kart. Number four, Gran Turismo. 
And number five, Midnight Club Street Racing. That is just my opinion. Uh, anyway, thanks for the podcast. Avenger out. So thanks, man. Uh, yeah, what do you think? Top five racing games. God, I probably uh, honestly Forza Horizon Two would probably be my favorite. Nice, Sam. Even from the short time that I've played of it, um, yeah. it would be on Forza my Horizon list. Two would probably be my second favorite. <laughs> For, um, Forza Motorsport third. Forza Motorsport. No, no, because that's that's a, that's the sim. Yeah. So maybe not as much. Uh-huh. Um, I liked. I feel like I liked Project Gotham Racing a lot when I played that. Uh-huh. But you know, I've I've never been a huge racing guy. Sure. So it's probably hard. I mean, the the Mario Kart games, Super Mario sixty four. I mean, I loved. Yeah. Played so much of that, but Super Mario Kart Eight obviously is is the best for Mar- me. I think I'm I'm in agreement. Mario Kart Eight is my favorite Mario Kart game, definitely. Yeah. Um, so that, I'd probably put that on there. Yep, yeah, that would be on my top five list too. F Zero. He he mentioned F Zero to yep. me. Mm-hmm. F Zero would would probably be on the list. I feel like there's probably one I'm I'm forgetting. Star Wars Episode One Racer. Pod Racer. Oh, hey, that's it. He says racing games, so I I think that would count. Absolutely, it was a racing game. Yeah, not a car racing game, but a racing game nonetheless. But a pod racing game. Yeah, counts. Count it. Um, I'm gonna put I, Mario Kart Eight for me. Pod racing is another one. Uh, Rally Sport Challenge, the first one for Xbox. Oh yeah, yeah, was yeah. on Those there. Good. I loved that game. Um, oh, let's see, because I, I probably played the most racing games. I would imagine out of all of us. Uh. I'm going to throw it back. Bill Elliott's NASCAR Racing on Nintendo. Remember that? Bill Elliott. I don't. I do not remember that. Oh damn. my god, that game. So hard. Was it good. Uh, it wasn't good. It's just it's one of the nostalgia things, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I played the crap out of that back in in the old Nintendo days. Bill Elliott's NASCAR. I think it was Bill Elliott's NASCAR. It was Bill Elliott's something NASCAR NASCAR uh, something. Bill like Elliott's that. Left Turn Simulator. That's pretty much what it was. Uh, you know, and you know the those those tracks were the easy ones when when you got on a road track. It was impossible because I mean it was a Nintendo. It was regular Nintendo right. NES game, so it was impossible to steer because you had to steer with the D pad. It was brutal, but I would I would also probably put Forza Horizon Three on my top five racing game list because of how so good, good it is. It's so good. What about you, Will? Racing games? Uh, um, man, that's tough because I honestly haven't played tons of them. Uh, I really like Forza Horizon Three. Um, I don't know if these count, but the Mario Karts sure they count. They count. I loved the last Mario Kart. Yeah. Um, I also really like Double Dash. Uh-huh. Um, I, I mean, you talked about Pod... Did you talk about Star Wars Pod Racer? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's another one I played. Other than that, like, I never really played, like, Gran Turismo or those, like, um, Need for Speed. Like, I've never really played any of those games. Yeah. I don't believe I've ever played a Gran Turismo game. I had, I had the f- PlayStation ones one or two Gran Turismo 2 maybe it was okay uh they, they like he like uh, Avenger said that they're a little too simulationy for me I prefer a little more arcadey generally uh in a racing game 
So I never liked the Gran Turismo games as much. Uh, I wonder if Gran Turismo Sports gonna like create any buzz at all. I don't know. It certainly doesn't seem like it as of now, does it? No. No. I haven't heard much about it. No. Uh, as far as Need for Speed, I had, uh, when the Xbox 360 first came out, I got the first Need for Speed. I think it was Need for Speed Most Wanted. Uh, and I played a ton of that game. It was one of the, one of the, I think it was a launch title for, for the Xbox 360. Um, it was, it was pretty good. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, Corey in NY says, guys, I just had an epiphany. What if the thing Nintendo is not showing yet for the Switch is the ability to push mobile or PC games to the dock device? We have heard it is a spiritual successor to the NVIDIA Shield, which had a similar feature. This would explain the presence of Skyrim uh, beyond a seemingly unlikely cartridge port from Bethesda. <coughs> uh, in the reveal trailer, I wouldn't put it, put, put it past Valve to even support this feature via Steam. What do they have to lose? I also wouldn't put it past Nintendo to make a bold move like this, considering where they're situated in the market. They have said this is something different, not the next Wii or DS. We will have the Wii 3 and 4DS eventually, uh, which will exist alongside the Switch. Just a thought. Also, I played the Gwent beta. It's fun, but won't replace my Hearthstone as my uh, won't re- replace Hearthstone as my casual game of choice, especially if it's not on mobile. I do appreciate a more casual game, though. Uh, you don't get card packs. You open card kegs. Game on. Card kegs. Card <laughs> kegs. Yeah, I actually nice. watched Corey play uh, play Gwent on on Twitch. Oh, how was it? Good. I I still don't understand how it's played. How's the interface? It's good. I mean, it's it looks the same as in in The Witcher. Oh, so, okay. Uh, I mean, I have very very little experience playing Gwent on The Witcher. I might have played like two or three matches trying to figure it out and couldn't couldn't get it. It seems like you have to have a higher score than the other person, but I don't know. I don't know. None of it made sense to me. Uh, you but just that, need to Gwent better than the other person. You do need to Gwent better than the other person. Um, what do you think of Corey's thought about Nintendo um, the Switch? I don't think it's likely, but uh, it'd be awesome. Yeah. I wonder, you know, every time I hear, oh, well, we haven't shown everything, I think, oh, that could be something awesome, and it usually isn't. <laughs> um, it's usually, like, some minor de- – not just Nintendo. That's That goes for everybody. Generally, yeah. It usually is just, like, some minor thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I kind of – it's a reserved judgment, but I don't have high hopes, I guess. Yeah. Um, I know they said that there's going to be a lot of accessories for it. I'm hoping that they have, like – uh, plug in dri- like disk drives, you know, so you can plug in plug in a disk drive for. Your- I know they said it's not backwards compatible, but like if you had to buy a, like a CD ROM drive so you could play your Wii U games on it, that would be amazing. Uh, same thing. Same thing with uh, you know 3DS games. I have a, a cartridge drive. It would make too much sense, though. Is the thing well, yeah. for let's, Nintendo? Let's let's back <laughs> up here and see who we're dealing with. Yeah. So uh, I like Corey's thought. I hadn't heard that it was supposed to be the spiritual successor to the NVIDIA Shield. I didn't know that. I didn't hear that anywhere. So I'll be interested to hear where, where he heard that. He made that up. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe he's just trolling us. Pulling shit out of his ass at this point. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, that would be cool if you could do that. 
and vice versa. But, you know, pushing your Nintendo games onto your computer, that would be neat. Similar to the um, the imagine Xbox. Imagine if that thing connected to Steam. That'd be awesome. I know. Oh, man. I know. It's, I mean, oh, yeah, it makes too much sense. It's not going to happen. <laughs> <coughs> okay. Uh, anyone have any other thoughts? Uh, not I, Dan. Looking okay. forward to some Civ this weekend, some Titanfall, some Skyrim. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I'm going to fit it all in, but uh, I will do my utmost. I plan on staying up at till midnight so I can boot up Skyrim tonight. Does it come out at midnight? Uh, the console version. Oh, the console version. Yeah. What are we? Uh, what are you thinking? PS4 or Xbox? I don't know, to be honest. I cleared enough space on my PlayStation for Skyrim. Um, well, but let's, let's I... just do that then. Okay. Is there is there any previews anywhere that you can read? Maybe someone uh, got it early. Oh, we didn't talk about that. What's that? How oh. is not doing review copies anymore? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's, that's right. should have brought up. We can talk about it now briefly. Okay. They're not doing... Now, I was unclear. They're not doing re- review copies, period? Or not... Um... Not... Just not to like your average, like, Twitch streamer or or, or no, I think it's it's more period. towards the the big people like IGN and things like that. Oh really? Yeah, I think yeah. it is. Do you know what their reasoning was? I didn't read what their reasoning was because my thought was, I don't give a shit. Yeah, you know, I guess you don't have to pre-order something. Yeah, so. Nobody's forcing you to buy the game before it actually releases. Sure. So just wait, and you're all set. Yeah. I get the the wanting to, you know, the the urge to buy immediately, but again, you don't have to. Sure. So, so, so yeah. I, I mean, I guess I never, uh, I never thought much about it, but um, I don't know. I always liked when, uh, like, like Nintendo was always good about sending out review copies like a week early. So you can read reviews and you know hopefully get hyped about about whatever game because it got really good review scores. Oh, I mean, I like it. Don't get me wrong; I prefer it. But yeah. the same token, it's not something I would get upset about. Where I saw a lot of people were like pissed off about it. I'm like, yeah. why? Yeah. Just don't buy it. Yeah. Till till you know. Eric, you know that's not going to happen. I know. <laughs> Here, I, there, I was being rational. Yeah. No, I was I wasn't particularly angry angry about it either. Um, you know, the games I'm gonna buy are pre order even are games I know I'm gonna buy anyway. Like even if the review scores aren't great, um, you know, if I'm worried about bugs or something, like you said, I'll just wait wait to buy it until until uh, some other people have played it first. Especially <laughs> a developer like Bethesda, where it's like, okay, probably gonna get the game. Yeah. 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 So, yep. I don't know. We shall see, I suppose, right? Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, next week will be Civ. <coughs> Excuse me. Will be Civ Six. Um. I'm not sure which day. I think we're gonna be recording earlier next week. Um. Yeah, like I said, I can't do Tuesday or no. The only days I can do are Tuesday and Thursday. So. Okay. But I probably won't have played as much as you guys. So. Right. If I have to sit out, I'll sit out. Okay, so it'll be it'll be Tuesday or Wednesday most likely when the episode goes up. Uh, we should be back to the live stream too, um, since Corey will be on. Hopefully, all those 
issues get resolved with with our our my internet anyway and uh hopefully i i would like to be able to live stream even without Corey. um but what you know once i move up to syracuse and have have a better internet connection then i'll be able to i'll be able to arrange that but for now bad weather makes my internet crappy it's frustrating i hate Um, my internet too yeah but anyway that'll do it for episode 275 of the thumbstick athletes podcast i'm your host dan i'm eric well thanks for listening and get out of my basement